actually. Welcome to the Atomic Geekdom University. Today's class will be taught to you by myself and also by Lestat <laughs> and, and Waldorf. Uh, and if you listen to their last podcast episode or two podcast episodes ago at this point, uh, that would be Matt and Justin from Two Broke Geeks. How you guys doing? Hello. Doing good. See, I just proved my knowledge. I proved to them that I listened at least to a couple minutes of it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that was funny stuff. The listening to you crumple the paper as you're reading, I don't know. There's an aesthetic feel to it. It sounded good. Yeah. I, I actually trying... liked that. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun. Now now you have <laughs> you have a future in Foley work. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but today we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do Civil War 101 to get you ready for Captain America Civil War, which comes out later this week. And uh, I know all three of us are super psyched to see it. Uh, totally, many oh, yes. many, many people have already seen it. So far, I've stayed, I've remained unspoiled. What about you guys? Yeah, surprisingly. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter Twitter has been kind, at least to to us at Atomic Kingdom. I don't know about at Two BG Pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the only thing I saw, I didn't read it because I automatically shut it off, was someone was trying to explain Baron Zemo in the film, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So luckily, you know, if that's your thing, cool. There's lots of sites for you to go to check out what goes on in the movie. Lots of people saw it, fans and critics alike. Uh, but yeah, the, for some reason, they had this super early viewing for fans and critics. Usually it's like the week of or the week before, but whatever. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't get this one, but no big deal. No. Just just makes me jealous of the people that got to see it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's all right. We'll get to see it soon enough, and we'll get to salivate in the joy of the MCU, which to date, I I can't really think of a movie that I hated. That just sat... The Thor movies. You, you hated them, though? Well, there's 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 a thing about him that was like in the I mean the first one was okay, but like the second one I was just so out of it, just like yeah, kind of bored. I mean I know they did some stuff in it to try and set up like the other universes and the other areas, but mm-hmm. overall it just kind of lacked. Like the those movies are kind of for me at the bottom of like the Marvel films. Okay. That's that's fair, but I you know what I mean is there's not one there's not one I said oh this is just like the worst CB comic book movie that I've ever seen. Oh yeah, well I mean there's nothing no. terrible. It's just like the way it's like that was just of yeah. the, if I had to rate them, those would be like the Thor too. ones are kind of here at the bottom. Yeah, what about Incredible Hulk, the one that most people hate? Uh, I like Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I, oh, wait, the the Edward Norton one? No, yeah, the yeah. one in the MCU. Yep. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, I I just hear so often people don't like that one, and I it, it's got Ed Norton. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that one was way better than the Eric Bana one. Oh yeah, yeah, the Ang Lee Hulk movie was was awful. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, sticking to MCU, I enjoyed the Incredible Hulk, but you know it's not for everybody, I guess, and they recast many ways, so it does kind of feel separate mm-hmm. from the MCU, even though it's totally immersed in it. And we're going to see that with uh, Thunderbolt Ross coming into play. Yeah. 
uh, in this movie, and we'll get to that. But all right, so before we jump into, we'll talk first about the 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 comic version, and then we'll get into the differences of what probably what you're not gonna see because we we obviously don't know for sure what we will see in this movie yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about what we know that you're we're like not ninety nine percent sure you're not gonna see. Mm-hmm in the civil war movie compared to the, the, the book. And in the notes, I'll have a, a an area where you can click on and go buy it from Amazon. But because I, I think these three, these all three of us would agree. This is a book you should own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It should have, should have a place on your shelf. If you're, if you're a true comic nerd uh, like us, but uh, before we jump into that uh, top three MCU movies from three to one. So one being obviously your favorite. If, do you think you guys could do that off the top of your head, or want me to go first? Mm, I gotta well, think I about it for a sec. I already know my number one. You know your number one. Hey, right. go first. Go ahead. All right. So my number three would be. Oh, three is the hardest one for me. Um, I'll go Iron Man because it started everything. But it's yeah. it, it's a close. It's four right behind it would be Ant Man. I really liked Ant Man, and I just watched it again the other day. Uh, I don't know why, because it's not that great. But I just like the fun of it, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to take away from it that I really didn't like, like the sidekicks and, you know, the, their their role was, was a little off-putting. But I really liked Paul Rudd in it. I liked Michael Douglas mm-hmm. in it. And it, I, I liked what it added to the MCU as far as the Ant-Man uh, mythology. All right. Him being a part of the past. Mm-hmm. So my number two would be uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. And my, right. my, my one and two flip back and forth after I watch the whatever I watch the most recently is my number one. Because one and two, I think, are their best ones so far. Which And I bring this up because all of the critics are saying Captain America Civil War is the best comic book movie that's ever happened. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so I bring it up like that. And uh, so my number one is Guardians. Okay. I, I, really, okay. I really like left the theater with, a, with an electricity and excitement after seeing it. Like, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this movie. And Civil War, or not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier was like, this is a totally different take on comic book movies that I really liked. And I, you know, aside from the the, the flirting they have to do with, with Black Widow and any male character, which I wish, I hope stops now. Yeah. Uh, aside from that aspect <laughs> of the movie, everything else I thought was almost perfect in in Captain America, Winter Soldier. All right, so which which one of you two is ready? Uh, I guess I am. Still? Yeah, go for no, it. No, I guess I am. Okay. Uh, three would be uh, Captain America First Avenger. Two would be Guardians of the Galaxy. And one would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. It's funny because mine is three would be actually Incredible Hulk. Oh. Uh, I really enjoy it. Like, I, that's yeah, Edward Norton. I really enjoyed what they did with it with the Hulk. It made him more... Uh, just more of a character instead of just like the how they always kind of portray him. Like he's something that actually could be useful. Well, what was cool uh, is basically it had to be an origin story, but it didn't. The origin story was like told in the credits and in yeah, and in like, that's no. what I liked about it because you already seen like at least the the other the Eric Bana one plus mm-hmm. like the the Lou Ferrigno right. like they didn't have they didn't have to like keep slamming it down your throats like they do with Spider Man. Uh, um, so I, that yeah, that's my number three, and kind of with Matt, like two's Guardians and one is Winter Soldier. Okay, 
I, yeah, and that's not to take away from any of the rest of them. I mean, all of them have their flaws, but I just oh yeah, I really enjoy what Marvel does, and that's that's not me being like oh Marvel first, DC can can go to hell, but it's I I want DC to be as good as Marvel. Trust me. Yeah, <clears throat> but right now Marvel has done a, a great job, and that's you got to give Kevin Feige most, if not all, of that credit. I would say most, but. But he's he's kind of the architect of that universe. Yeah, and yeah. If if DC and Warner were smart, they would just let Jeff Johns do the same thing. Oh, totally. If you had to have one person in charge, I think that would be their Kevin Feige. Or as I heard Nerdist talking about the other day, I say you give it to Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and let them run it. Yeah, I think Jeff Johns. Everybody says that, but Jeff Johns is already involved, and he's also got a ton on his plate. He still writes comics, and right. That's why runs. I, you know, so that's why I would go with Bruce Tim or or and or Paul Dini. Yeah, let them do some work because yeah, like like you said, Jeff Johns has a lot on his plate mm-hmm. to begin with, and yeah, uh, and I and you just I don't know. I haven't like. There's not something those two have done in in the animated world that I haven't liked. So. Right. You think they would be able to be able to do a, a good feature film. Um all right, one more thing before we jump in. Your favorite MCU character that's been revealed so far that we've seen in a full length movie, not just trailers. Captain um, America. Okay. Is that do you base uh, that just, just on the performance from Chris Evans or the storytelling or just All everything? of it. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I have to. I, I I'm always a fan of like the oddity characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I've always. I think I have to go with Rocket and Groot, only okay. because for the main purpose of they're like the fur. They were kind of the first <clears throat> like. Real, non-human like main characters real different yeah like in the yeah they're just so different and i actually really enjoyed like their chemistry on screen like how they made it work really well and for for an animated and character. plus they yeah for animated characters like cgi and everything i they was so well done with all the motion capture and everything Rocket, and they Rocket were the ones i was the most yeah and and I was I, I was so impressed by it, so I gotta go with them. Yeah, it was hard to not feel what Rocket was feeling in every scene, like the anger, yeah. anger sadness later, and then just the pure uh, sarcasm side of him. Like you felt all of it from an animated character voiced by Bradley Cooper. So yeah, and I never thought that could happen. <laughs> right, and then a Vin Diesel voice tree that says three words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, for me, that's a good choice. I wasn't even thinking Guardians for some reason. Uh, I, I haven't seen enough, but I really want to like Scarlet Witch. I, I think yeah, I think Elizabeth Olsen's going to be great in that role, especially if they let her keep the accent. As whereas they, you know, Holly Berry dropped the Storm accent or after one movie. Mm, yeah, it just disappeared. We were we were recently watching all the X Men movies with a bunch of friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have to do that. Yeah, we we have this group of friends that get together for like movie nights every month. Most of them, yeah. are, most of them are married, so this is like their one night to get out, of, you know, get away from the family and just have some some guy time, right? And we do movies and we kind of prep for what's coming up. So like Civil War, before we see that, I think we're watching Ant Man. I could be wrong, 
Mm. I'm trying to remember. Or he might be finishing the X-Men series with uh, uh, with the Wolverine. I can't remember what we're doing. But we'll lead into it like that. So right now we're doing X-Men. Right. <clears throat> to get ready for Apocalypse. Which, yes, we will have an Apocalypse 101 later, later in the year. Or cool. next month, I think. It'll probably be us three again. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think Matt is doing his Age of Apocalypse research right now. I just started it, yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to borrow my omnibus? Ooh. No, I'm reading. I've got. I mean, I'm reading it on oh, Marvel really? Unlimited. So. Yeah, because I have the giant. I have the giant. The giant omnibus of Age of Apocalypse. Does that does that put it in issue order or like a uh, chronological order? Uh, it goes in chronological. Cool. So, does that include like the Omega and the Alpha issues? Uh, no. I think like oh. the side issues are part of like the compendium. Okay. What, There's a secondary one that has like the compendium, like other side stories. Okay. Matt, does yours have the Omega and Alpha issue? I think so. I don't have my tablet right here to check. It would have probably been one of the first things you read. E... Where they have the old costumes on the cover? Uh, no. I'm trying. It was like. I think the first thing I read. No, the first issue I read was. Um... Like pretty much like the first, it's where it's like I said, I didn't know what was going right. on. It was, right. they were like in an alley and they found a, a mutant and okay. he was like the one that's accusing Magneto of killing Charles Xavier and yeah, I think that's yada, that's, yada, yada, that's, where I don't know what's yeah, going on. That's after. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. I mean, uh, you know gotcha. I mean. but yeah, that, that's all good stuff. Anyways, we'll get into that later. Um, uh, did I actually say my favorite? No, I said I wanted Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch probably will eventually be my favorite, depending on how long she stays in the MCU. Yeah, uh, we've only seen her once, and we're about to see her again in Civil War. But uh, right now, boy, with the mention of Guardians, I gotta say Star Lord. Oh wow! Nice. I really, I really like Star Lord, and just the whole movie again with the emotion from you know with his mother and everything he goes through throughout that movie, and just the hilarity of that kind of character. I've always dug that kind of character. So, yeah. All right. Is that everybody? We hit everybody? Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. So we'll start with Civil War, the actual comic book. Uh, it's split into the main storyline is split into seven books with the side stories. Um, I don't know, Matt, do you know how many there are? Or uh, Justin? Um, I have two of them. I have the main one and then I have... The Civil War. Actually, I can look it up right now, actually. I think I, have, um, I might have it pulled up here. There's a lot. I know that. There's a lot. I have um, the regular series, and I have the omnibus of the under, of Civil War Underground. Okay. Uh, which is like, you follow like the side stories of uh, Moon Knight, the Punisher. The street, uh, the street level guys. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Okay. Yeah, there's I mean, there's the the main seven books, and then there's like Civil War colon, and then there's like a big long series of those. And they're uh, copying that for their new comic series of Civil War Two. Is I was just looking at the list that we're going to be getting, and it's pretty much doing the that the same thing. The main book plus like everything under the sun's getting its own series. Wow, is it the it's, same premise? Like, are they? I oh, don't I, know. Actually, it's, here I got it's the Iron Man. I got it's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. Oh, uh, so I'm not quite sure. Here's the here's the premise: a mysterious new Marvel character comes to the attention of the world, 
one who has the power to calculate the outcome of future events with a high degree of accuracy. This predictive power divides the Marvel heroes on how best to capitalize on this aggregated information with Captain Marvel leading the charge to profile future crimes and attacks before they occur and Iron Man adopting the position that the punishment cannot come before the crime. So this is like Marvel meets Minority Report. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I just read the issue where this character is introduced, I think. Oh, cool. I might jump on that. He's a side robot character, I think, in Deadpool Mercs for Money. Because hmm. there's like this, the last episode, the last one I, because I read a bunch of these on my breaks, and the la- thing I just read was a uh, Deadpool's auctioning off this robot that is giving out all this information and probability of like blah, like 20, 2036 is going to be called the year of Iceman or something like that, like the age of Iceman is like, like a bunch of this probability stuff, uh-huh. and a bunch of supervillains are like bidding on it. So I wonder if that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it made me that reading that made me super interested. And plus, anything Bendis writes, I'm into. Oh, he totally. So yeah, Civil War two. That's out. That starts in June. Yes. Uh, this year, so you can check it out after you see the movie. And I, I recommend reading Civil War one, but it looks like it's a different yeah. different story completely. So you can, it can be kind of separated from that. But uh, I still recommend, obviously, every time read Civil War. All right, so let's jump on to Civil War. Seven books of the main story. You can read just that and have enough of the story. You don't have to read the side books. But, Matt, mm-hmm. you, would you recommend the side books? You read them all, right? Um, I – some of them. <laughs> okay. there's, there's a couple of them that are, like, worth it. Um, and some of them that are just kind of like, what are these characters dur- doing during that don't Yeah, really- like there was uh... – Oh shoot! Now I wish I had it in front of me. There was uh, like a, a Young Avengers book or something like that that wasn't very good at all. New oh, Avengers, what the heck? New Avengers, or something like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah the uh, New Avengers with um, Doctor Strange and Iron Fist, or Young Avengers and Runaways. Yeah, those yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there were, yeah, there were several of the side books that were just like like the Fantastic Four side books weren't very good. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's, I wasn't. Imp- uh, yeah, I wasn't impressed with them at all. That's surprising uh, with how kind of prominent those characters are in the main books. There were like a couple issues that were good, uh, yeah. involving like the the breakdown of Sue and Reed's relationship. But then oh. there was like a whole uh, Ben got really fed up and moved to France <laughs> and like fought with French superhero. It was a weird book. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And like I said, there was one uh, that involved young superheroes or wannabe superheroes that was really not good. I wish I could remember the actual title of the book. It's probably The Runaways. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wolverine book was really good. Uh, Civil War Frontlines isn't worth reading at all. And the Spider-Man tie-in books are uh, worth reading. And probably so are the Iron Man tie-in books as well. Okay. I liked the... Like if if you get if anyone goes, for, I really enjoyed like the underground like Moon Knight miniseries because it's just Moon Knight just trying to figure out like where exactly he stands, with, especially with all his like split personality disorder crap. Uh, the casual just kind of war. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him too much in the main book. I never read that one. No, it wasn't it was never in the main book. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. 
not only that, that wasn't included even in the the way it was set up was on uh, Marvel Unlimited was to tell it pretty linear linearly uh, in terms of so must be that was a really side book. Yeah, yeah it's like it, it, just look for the underground tales because it's like yeah because there's that one and then there's like Cloak and Dagger. Oh, uh, this one it was has, like a bunch of things. Yeah, this list has it listed as there's a series of Casualties of War books and then it's got Blade, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Winter Soldier. Yep. Wolverine and the Great One each have like a little run or one issue. I never read that one. I yeah, I, 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 yeah, I really liked those a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go, guys. Check those out. Recommended by Justin. Uh, all right. So the main crux of well, actually, let's start with the writer. Mike Myler wrote this the seven book series. Uh, he was the main writer for for all of that. The main plot, and again, we'll talk about how this differs from the movie because it's going to be quite a bit different. And this is a brief summary. We'll dig into the story a little bit. Uh, this is spoiler heavy for the book. So if you haven't read it and you want to go into it blind, pause, come back. But uh, an explosion in Stamford by the villain Nitro causes the U.S. government to introduce the Superhero Registration Act. Those not adhering to it are deemed unregistered and rogue superheroes. Tony Stark and Reed Richards lead the side of the pro-registration superhero. Captain America leads the anti-registration side. Spider-Man, initially with Tony Stark, eventually joins the team of Captain America. Goliath is killed by the pro-registration superheroes by accident. Many supervillains join the government in hunting down superheroes. Um, That's a very brief synopsis of most of the story. So, starting at the beginning... The, the first issue starts with the New Avengers. Uh, or are they the New Avengers? The New Warriors. New Warriors. New Warriors. Thank you. They're they're doing like a reality show and they're trying to get mm-hmm. ratings. So they're going to alone break into this house that's got a bunch of like mid to low level villains. And they think they can take them even though one of them says they can't on camera. That they're not prepared. They're not good enough to beat these guys. And it turns out to be true because as one of them is about to take down the villain Nitro. He explodes himself and it kills hundreds of people, including a school that was right across the street. And this causes a huge upcry in the world, or at least in the United States saying that, you know, these guys are, are, are vigilantes. They're dangerous and they need to be held accountable for what they're doing. And the main crux is mostly they should register and be trained like police officers and the army are. So they in- introduced this registration act uh, mo- with mostly the backing of Tony Stark because he gets spit on by the mother of one of the children. And this kind of pushes him to lead to being, you know, we need to change type of thing. We need to jump in the 21st century and, and fix things. And a lot of people agree. Mostly people don't, including Captain America, who is confronted by Maria Hill to when she lets him know that anybody who doesn't sign on to this registration will be arrested. And he doesn't like that. And he breaks away in a pretty epic fight scene that he takes Mm -hmm. on a bunch of shield robot soldiers or just soldiers that look like robots. Uh, So that's the beginning kind of the, the, the start of it. Did I miss anything that you guys wanted to touch on from that kind of part of it? Mm, Uh, No, no, that pretty much covered it. Okay. Uh, so breaking down the, the, the fighting line of things, uh, there's too many people to name to list this who's on whose side. 
but you get to see a lot of them. The X-Men stay out of it for the most part. They're, they don't, they're done being persecuted essentially. And they're just going to keep out of it. There's a scene where Iron Man or Tony goes <clears throat> to visit the mansion. And apparently he has had this longstanding relationship with Emma Frost that whenever one is single or either of them are single, they go hook up with each other. Whatever. I guess that needed to be in the story. <laughs> Uh, but he's trying to recruit them to the pro registration side. And she says, we're not doing that. And also, cause we don't want people coming to our door, but if it helps you any, we're not joining Captain America's side either. And so they're going to stay out of it. Uh, later on storm joins it, but that's because she's married to black Panther and he joins as well. Uh, but you don't really see her in action or anything at the beginning. You just see Cyclops and Wolverine a lot in the book, in the first book. Yeah. But they kind of bow. Yeah. Out. Uh, well, that's because Wolverine's book gets pretty good. Oh, does it? Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, for most of the the series, Black Panther stays out of it because he wants Wakanda to stay away from U.S. issues and vice versa. They don't want them crossing political lines at all. So when asked, he denies it. He says no. The Fantastic Four are pro registration. Again, mm. again for most of it. Yeah. Uh, until Johnny Human Torch gets attacked on the street, ends up in the hospital for a very long time. Yeah. <clears throat> for pretty much the entire run until later. Uh, let me think here. The bigger names. You guys can chime in whenever you want. Uh, names that I'm missing for either side. Uh, so yeah, obviously shield is on pro registration, black widow, Maria Hill, that kind of stuff. Iron man. Let's see, I have a, I have a list of, I actually have a list up of like, well, some of the, some of the pro deep, some, uh, not very many, but there was a couple of X-Men that decided to get involved later on. Okay. Uh, beast. Oh, sure. uh, yeah. That, beast gets involved. Side books. Cause I don't remember seeing him in. The yeah. Book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, it was like a, Let's see. I'm still looking for like the big names, like uh, like Misty Knight. Uh, Hellcat was if uh, you wanna. Yeah, Hellcat. Uh, Captain Marvel was pro. Yeah, Bishop. Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers. I forgot. Yeah, Bishop talks to Tony before he leaves the mansion. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, Deadpool. Uh, whoa, there. Was Deadpool on the, the pro side? This list has Deadpool on yeah. the pro side. I don't remember. Yeah, well, he, yeah, because he made money off it. Oh, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah, and then <laughs> then they made the uh, there was the Thor clone. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a big twist. Yeah, Ragnarok. The Thor Android, yeah, yeah, we'll get a big twist. Yeah, let's get into that. There's the first time the all these teams kind of fight uh, together. Uh, Iron Man's trying to broker peace, and Captain America kind of is not having any of it, but he tells Tony he'll give him five minutes, and they shake hands, and when he does that, Captain America puts something on him that uh, it was like an explode, like a bomb or something, wasn't it? I think it was a bomb. Yeah, and it just, it didn't really do much to Tony, but it kind of surprised them, and then they all start fighting, and that's when they reveal their plan, and Captain America is getting beaten badly by Tony at this point, and they reveal their big, their secret weapon for the pro side, which was like code lightning, I think. Yeah. And, and then out comes Thor who up to this point either was missing or dead in the books. I can't remember. Uh, he was missing, dead. missing. Yeah. Presumed dead. Presumed dead. Yeah. Uh, so it was a big surprise when he showed up and then 
everybody kept fighting. He was real aggressive and angry against the anti-registration people. And Goliath uh, was kind of fighting against them. And he just straight up shot a hole right through Goliath, which ended everything in that fight immediately. And so that was like the real big casualty, the first big casualty of this war with between the Civil War people. Yeah. And that caused a lot of friction on both sides, really. Because people were afraid now because of what the pro-registration side would do, so they left the anti-registration. And on the other side, people were appalled at what links they would go to, uh, to right to win their part of the argument, I guess, so to speak. But then you find out that yeah, it's a it's a robot created by Hank Pym and Reed Richards and Tony, and it wasn't actually Thor. Uh, what did they name? Yeah. Him? They named him something. Right, it was. Ragnarok was oh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking of his human name. They named him like Bill. Yeah. Bill, uh, whatever one of Hulk's alternate names were, or I can't remember. Bill, Doc, I can't. Uh, remember. I can't remember. Just call him Doctor Bill. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Bill. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the big, the big thing. And right before, I think it was before that is when that was before that when Spider Man joined aside. Um, uh, I think he's no. He joined. I think he joined after that. Okay, because I think he was sick of. Yeah, I mean, that's when he joined the pro side with Iron Man because he was like, "Listen, you know, like he's like, I need your help because blah blah blah." And he like, and Parker was like, "Well, I don't know. I feel like, and I I forget if like he like promised. Well, that he, he was always." Him kind of on tony's side he was yeah. like working with tony he his just didn't want to job go. was yeah he just didn't want to go public his yeah. big, his i mean the big the big thing about being anti-registration for most of these guys is their secret identities remaining secret yes and that's a huge thing for spider-man because i mean for fantastic four from day one they've always been public uh, so it doesn't really hurt them. And the X-Men are pretty much the same because they're just, yeah. mu- they're mutants and the costumes are there to signify that we're here to help you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And for Spider-Man, he was 15 in the books when he became Spider-Man. And so he needed to hide his identity because he had a lot of loved ones to, to protect. Mm-hmm. And so yes. for him to hide his identity at this point, he's married to Mary Jane and yeah. and Aunt May is, is there. So he's protecting them. So at the end of one of the issues, there's a big press conference that Tony's having and they reveal, bang, I'm Peter Parker, which drops J. Jonah Jameson to the ground in his office, which I thought was yeah. pretty funny. He, he pretty much faints at that point. Yeah, and then like a couple of bad guys were like, were like, oh, like I think, <laughs> yep. or was it was like mentioned like Sandman and Rhino? Uh, yeah, that might have been a side book, yeah. Because later, later when he's fighting in the sewer, uh, those the, the two guys that are like lower henchmen that were beating him up. Oh, are, Je- yeah, Jester and Jack O'Lantern. Yeah, yeah, they're they're calling him PD and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're saying they're gonna go because they know they know your wife's or Miss Miss Parker's zip code type of deal. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um. So that was a big turning point because that was, I think, the first time he revealed his identity. I think not. Was it first and only? I don't know. I don't read lost. No, he's done it. He's done yeah. it. A okay. Which uh, is... I think there was like one or two other times before this. Okay. 
Uh, so there's that. Uh, before that, there's a lot of a lot of cool panel. I read it today, so I have some panels saved on my tablet. Like there's a panel of Tony where he's talking to Happy Hogan, and he's just mm-hmm. like he's saying, "Oh God, please let us be doing the right thing here." So it's not like he just said, "Yep, we just need to do it." There's a lot of drama into deciding what they're gonna do. And there, there's a lot of inner turmoil too, because especially like pretty much like kind of jumping on with the reason why Jester and Jack Lantern got involved is then tony was like we need more guys so he like he made a deal with a bunch of bad guys like a bunch of villains and i think he also put like little bombs or tracers on them he did he injected them with nanobots yeah so it's like you either do what i say and help me bring everyone in or you get sent to the negative zone yeah that was the the new thunderbolts they called them yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like bullseye jack-o'-lantern lady deathstrike taskmaster venom yeah uh so a lot of a lot of big bads were involved uh, goblin got yeah Norman Norman osborne yeah. yeah yeah uh so it was a big deal that they were gonna work with a lot of these these well straight up villains super villains just to get to the anti-registration people yeah um i should mention yeah falcon was also anti-registration uh, and if you want to go to street level guys again that we've seen in the Netflix series, Jessica Jones was anti and Iron Fist Daredevil. or not Iron Fist, uh, Daredevil and Luke Cage. Luke were, Cage, yeah. Were Daredevil also. was very absent from this book. So well, he gets arrested at one point. <laughs> yeah, he gets arrested and he gives Tony uh, a piece of silver, and he's like, "What's this for?" And he's like, "Well, you must have already gotten your other thirty-one pieces of silver, Judas." Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to mention that I'm looking at the pro li- the anti-registration list, and Howard the Duck is on that. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's a whole side. Uh, he's whole on my side list. book about. Yeah. I missed that book. one. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. And Nick Fury is missing throughout all most of the main book. Yeah, he's like too busy doing his own. I think like this was like the also beginning of the Secret Warriors. Oh, okay. That um, he was doing that on the side. A big name, I should, yeah, Iron Fist was on the uh, the anti-registration side too, by the way. I, I did forget. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. A big name on the, the anti-side also for Netflix fans is Punisher. Oh, yeah. Which he has a great little arc. <clears throat> he's, he's in the background for the most part of the beginning of the books, like wearing a hood, helping out the anti-registration people. If you pay attention, you catch him in a couple panels. But... Oh, and Cloak and Dagger too. I should mention as well for yeah. for fans out there. They play a pretty prominent role. But Punisher, he's anti. He actually saves Spider Man in classic Punisher fashion. He just straight up kills Jack O' Lantern and uh, the Jester. Jester. Yeah. Shoots them both in the head, which is pretty funny when you think about it with Jack O' Lantern because his head is a pumpkin, so it just kind of collapses yeah. in and on itself. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, and that causes Captain America to have to quote unquote think about letting him join them. And he doesn't think long because he helps them break into um, what's the Baxter building. The Baxter building, yeah. Yeah. To get the plans for w- the, the, the pretty much one of the last major – or one of the major plans for the Prohibition side, which is Plan 42, which is the prison in um, – what is it the called? Negative the Negative Zone. zone. Yeah. The Negative Zone. Yeah. So they're planning on putting all of these people that are fighting against the Registration Act in the Negative Zone – which right if if you know i mean that's that's pretty bad to put your own friends in there because they don't believe the same thing you do mm-hmm. 
And yeah, <clears throat> well, this, yeah, this job or this job, this book does a really good job of painting Tony and uh, Reed Richards as being like all the uh, the ends absolutely justify the means type people. Yeah, they, where Reed keeps saying for I don't know if he says it in the main book very much, but definitely in the side book, he keeps saying, I've done all the math. I've done all the math more than once. And there is no mathematical possible way that superheroes don't end up just committing Armageddon if we don't register. So, yeah, the apocalypse is what he says. Yep. Yeah, he even goes yeah. off and gets um, the thinker to help him. Or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, yeah, yeah, the thinker, the mad thinker. The mad thinker, that's thinker. it. He goes and gets yeah. the mad thinker to double-check his math because he can't, you know, no. he can't figure out if he's really doing the right thing or not. He, um, They do the thing where Doctor Strange is not prominent in this book. He's in the background, but he stays out of it because he could end it easily. <laughs> and he has a scene with, um, what is that big giant dude with no, the bald dude with the big head? Uh, oh, Modok? No, no, no. Uh, he's like oh, a fantastic. Ball. Oh man. Oh, Egghead? No, he's a he's like he's a negative, like neutral. He doesn't do. He's the, kind of, uh, the watcher. The watcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The watcher. Oh, yeah. Wadu. Yeah, Wadu. Yep. Yeah, the watcher. He kind of has a scene with him. He's like, "Why are you still fasting?" And you know, both of us could could finish this, but they stay out of it. Type of deal. Um. Because again, he needs because humans need to figure it out, and then this is a, a huge human decision, and that's why the watcher's there. The watcher shows up when there's really big time altering events. Yeah, yeah. So he's there to watch. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he's Marvel's equivalent of the monitors. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I I did mention Punisher showing up and saving Spider-Man. So that's that's when he's defecting he's turning away from tony he kind of there's a cool scene of him breaking out of the the avenger tower mm-hmm. and he gets in the, he's in the sewer because he's on the run and the, these two henchmen uh jester and jack lantern attack him punisher saves him but he's already been beaten up real bad if you do read the books you're going to notice a very different spider-man co- uh, costume mm-hmm. uh, i'll let one of yeah. you two talk about that because i'm not a big com- spider-man reader but i know what the suit is so you oh know. the iron spider yep yeah well that's just tony gives him a new suit he says you need new tech and so it does all kinds of really cool stuff but eventually he discovers that tony uses it to spy on him <laughs> yeah he loses he, he gets rid of it in this series in this run yeah, yeah, I mean, he gets it and gets rid of it in oh, this okay. run. Yeah, he has it before book one. So it's it's like uh, the pre, the prelude of Civil War. I think he's when he gets it. Yeah, I think he gets it in one of the Road to Civil War Spider-Man books. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, and then after, I think, when Tony... I think it's when after Tony starts enlisting the help of villains that Spider... Yeah, that Spider-Man's like, uh... And with the whole being spied on, he's like, no. Yeah. Just gets rid of it. Yeah, so then he shows up in his regular Spidey costume after the beatdown and everything. Um, and yeah, they they question Punisher because he did just kill two people, and his thing is they're thieves and murderers. Cap mm-hmm. is what he says every time. And then later, <clears throat> they're having a big sit down and they're trying to make plans and stuff. And Punisher's in the room, and two villains show up in there in the anti-registration like war camp and saying, you know, this is bad for all of us. Tony's plan's bad for everybody, and we want to help. 
And before Cap can even say anything, Punisher blows both of them away. Yep. In that room. And he yeah. just, and then Cap just unloads on him and starts beating him. And then he says, why don't you fight back? And Punisher says, not, not you. I'll never fight you. Or, you know, I will, I'll never raise a fist to you. And then, uh, what's his name? Patriot or the, the, the black kid, the U S agent, Patri- the U S agent. No, no. Patriot is the, the kid. Oh, okay. You're talking about Patriot. Yeah. 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 He kind of plays a little bit of a prominent role just, you know, in the sides, he's not, he doesn't do anything in particular, but he's, he's around a lot. Uh, but he he questions why he wouldn't hit cap and Spider-Man's like, he's probably the reason cap's probably the reason he went to Vietnam. Yeah. And he says, it's the same guy, different war and cap stops and turns around and says, no, he's insane. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of things you see Punisher do are, are complete straight up nuts. Yeah, in the books and from so far in, on the Netflix series, they've held up pretty good too. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So this all leads, and if I'm forgetting anything, let me know. Uh, this all leads to the big, the big blowout, or they have two separate plans. One big plan is to break into and rescue all of the people that are in the negative zone, mm-hmm. which which they'd have to break into. I think the Baxter Building. Yes. yes. To to get to the bridge is what they called it. Yep, and at this point they're they're relying heavily on is it cloak to teleport them everywhere? Yeah, cloak does. Yes. It, cloak gets everyone out of the negative zone back into New York. Yeah, and in the meantime, the pro registration people read particularly have been creating new heroes. Their their plan is to have teams of thirty or uh, teams of thirty. Thirty, 30 teams. Of, well, they want a team for every state. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, so. And so they have like this California champions of California and they're all like, you know, Greek gods like Aphrodite, a new Hercules, a Hermes, a Poseidon, uh, all these weird, cra- crazy characters. So they're, they're kind of training them and doing what the initiative was meant to do. And that's, you know, train them and hold them accountable. And so they're part of this war now. And, and so they're doing this attack and in the, in the background, you do get, one glimpse on one side of somebody turning on Cap's team, and that's Tigra. Yeah, she's she's about to make yeah. a phone call as they're planning, and you can see on the call log sheet or list that one of them is Tony. And so they're going into this, and it's a trap. Obviously, the whole the whole team is there. Team Iron Man with with all the the villains. Venom is prominent in the picture with Captain Marvel, She Hulk, and a bunch of others. <clears throat> but Cap always knew that she turned because mm-hmm. they they also had a mole, uh, and that's keep that in your minds when we talk about the movie in, in a little bit here. Uh, they had someone on their side as well because uh, what is the dude's name? Hulkling. Yes, yeah, Hulkling. Hulkling is a shapeshifter, and at one point there's a scene when he actually knocks out. Uh, was who does he knock out? Reed or no? Uh, Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah Hank's out. Yeah, yeah he takes him out takes and like shapeshifts into him. Yeah, so he's been feeding them information because the only people that knew that Tigra had turned was Tony Reed and Hank Pym. Right. Yeah. So he had taken over at just at the right time, apparently, <laughs> and got all that information. So he was able to turn on. So then they had already known, and they had already opened up and released everybody from. I keep wanting to say phantom zone, but from the negative zone. And so they kind of even this, even the score here. 
Yes. Before they break out into an all-out war. Uh, in the background of all this, there's this Fantastic Four story where Reed is real obsessed with making peace, making sure everybody that there's no reason for them to fight, and he's doing it from the pro registration side. But uh, at Sue leaves him because Goliath dies, and and because of the use of he, he created this this Thor cyborg thing. So they're they're at odds. She leaves him and their children and goes and joins joins Cap's side. And so they're fighting against each other. And Johnny goes with her as well. So they're fighting right. with each other. And so there's that whole aspect, which I only mentioned for when we talk about the movie. Uh, there's no Hawkeye. There's Lady Hawkeye, right? Is that what they do? Uh, think, yeah, there's Lady Hawkeye because something was I, up with because I think uh, I think there's both Hawkeye. Arrested? Didn't didn't Hawkeye get arrested? And then until so he had, but there was like his like niece or something. Yeah, I know it was a family member because she's there's maybe a, yeah. there's, a, there's a lady, a blonde lady with purple with a bow, and, and she speaks a lot. But I, you know, again, I wasn't reading the Marvel books at that time, so yeah. Anyway, it's not not that I know important. Why? Oh no, he's um he's Ronan. Oh, uh, he. Disguised himself as a new character called Ronan, who like donned in right. all donned in all black and was like yep. a weird ninja. Interesting. All right. So there you go. So yeah, just trying to lay 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 the, the land here for where everybody is movie wise too. Uh, so yeah, they meet up and there's this big brawl, this big fight, which pours out uh, because they're trying to escape with everybody with with cloak. But he doesn't get them quite far enough, and they just are in the the air in New York City, in Manhattan, I think, and they're just all falling. So they have to get all the flyers to help them, and they just destroy the city in this big blowout, uh, brutal, uh, just brawl. And <clears throat> this time, Cap gets the better of Tony because he has Vision on his side, and Vision's able to weaken the armor that Tony has. So then he kind of tips the scale there and cap gets real close to killing or at least ending it with Tony when it's brought to his attention that, or no civilians, firefighters and police and people on the street tackle cap and tell him to stop, look around you. And the city's like in ruins, buildings are on fire and nobody knows why he's stopping. And then he says, you know, we're, this is wrong. He's like, uh, Falcon, I think tells him, you know, we're winning. And he said, no, we're losing the argument. And he takes off his mask, turns himself in, and that's the end yep. of, of Civil War. It kind of comes to a pretty abrupt end right there. Yeah. That's that, that's the end of the books, the Civil War novel. There's a, a little bit that comes after that that we'll discuss because it could kind of let us know what might be in store for the end of this movie mm-hmm. to kind of prepare you. Yeah. But uh, I, I emphasize heavily, neither none of us know if no. this is going to happen or not. No. This is all conjecture. It does it is really interesting though that the uh, actual bound version of the main Civil War storyline is so incomplete. It's a that was one of the negative like reactions to that book is the abrupt ending because it just ends and then they're just pretty much continuing with the pro side like the pro side 1. Yeah, there's yeah. Still, there's still people like Luke Cage and 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 others that still fight and won't register. But and but I mean, Tony won essentially because the woman he's been working with this woman that spat in his face in the beginning, whose son died in that in that first, you know, in the in the catalyst for all of this. 
she she actually becomes now the head of Shield, appointed by Tony, which I yes. th- I think is insane. But it also demotes Maria Hill in a little funny scene because she tells him to go get 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 him coffee or something. I can't remember what it was. Right. She just kind of shoots, oh, yeah. shoots him a look in a panel like, yeah, right, okay. And then there's like a there's a side book from Fear itself where um the guy who caused the accident, not Nitro, but the the person who would a cannonball oh, right. who went to go Speedball. fight Nitro. Speedball, yep. Speedball. Speedball. Yeah. Where Speedball actually confronts confronts her mm-hmm. and has to like pay like this the Fear itself was like was like a couple years ago. Or was a couple years after, but like had to like face the reality of like he's never escaped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually kind of cool, like like that kind of aspect of like even though it was years later, and they're still kind of dealing with some of the down with some of the stuff from it. I remember that series, Fear itself. It like had the same kind of artwork on the covers of the Civil War books. It was. I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I thought it was a really well done series. I'll have to check that out. I never read them, but yeah, I'll have to check it's, that out. I have like the entire run and all the side stories. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's kind of where I jumped back into comics. Oh, okay. That's a good spot. It was. It, like, all the side stories did, made were really cool about that. But we'll talk about that at a different time. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that some other time. But, so yeah, uh, everybody kind of goes their separate ways or, you know, back, kind of back to normal, essentially. Uh, the Fantastic Four all reunite. Sue comes back with, after Reed writes her this real long letter. That's kind of the end of the book. It's like the narration over the the, the last panels of the book. And it just kind of ends at that point, unless I'm forgetting anything from the main books. No, because everyone kind of just... like that. That's when they started like the Mighty Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and all that stuff. But I don't think they're going to go that route anyway. No. Uh, but, uh, I, you probably read it more recently, Matt, the, 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 the real ending to the civil war. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, I can't remember what book it's in though. It's like in a civil war aftermath or something like that. What is the name? But it's basically, you know, they bring captain America to trial. Yeah. Like well, a, he doesn't, a, well, yeah. cause he doesn't get that far. Of course. Right. He's on his way to an arraignment. At a, at right. Kind of yeah, it, uh, house. yeah. The, it's called the uh, Fallen Sun. Oh yeah, that's yep. it. Like, Fallen Sun or epilogue. Yeah, and uh, he gets well. Somebody shoots him and he dies. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's actually almost an anticlimactic death because <laughs> he gets kind of just assassinated on his way to like he's being shot, arraigned. And... He's shot multiple times. <laughs> like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it's still like no battle or anything he's just on his way in and he gets blown away basically yeah if you any of you remember and maybe you didn't read it at the time but th- there was the big news story that they're gonna kill captain america and this was it this was back in like 07 uh, well i think the thing with that was everyone assumed he was gonna go out in like a blaze of glory like right. kind of fight and they didn't want to go that route yeah they wanted to put more as like a political kind of standpoint Right. I guess. Right. I, that's, that's right. I would agree. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you yeah. would think that character would die in battle. Yeah. And not after turning himself in for starting this or, you know, being a part of this huge war between heroes type of, yeah. type of deal. And then yeah. 
later, uh, that's when Bucky would take on the cap role for a little while. Yes. He would pick up the shield. Yeah. So that's how that ends with after, his... after hunting down Iron Man to try and kill him. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm all for that. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Matt, who killed Captain America? Uh, I don't I remember. <laughs> Justin probably remembers. What's that? Crossbones is, Crossbones is sent Crossbones. from Red. Is, yeah, he's sent by Red That's Skull. Right. He's sent out. by Red Skull. Oh, man, I couldn't remember like it at all. <laughs> yeah, so Crossbones, who, by the way, folks, is in Captain America Civil War. That's right. It's uh, so amazing. So just kind of keep that in your in the back of your heads because we're about to talk about the movie and we're already almost an hour in and we just only talked about the comic book. So there's a lot <laughs> to cover. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's the book. Again, we said all everything. Hopefully if you never read it before, you'll go back and read it now or you paused it and have now read it. I would um, hope so. Uh, it's we're definitely just worth the read before you. Yeah, and no matter what, because we're not doing it justice by any means. Go. The artwork is great. The story is great. So it'll it'll get you nice and prepped for the movie. Um, yeah. So you know, get on the Marvel app. Go to your lit your you know local comic book store. Pick up the trade. Uh, it's definitely worth owning and and reading at least. So that's the book side. Uh, if we're ready, let's move to the movie side. Totally. <clears throat> so <laughs> as far as cast goes, it's a big cast. This is a. Uh, one of the bigger ones that's not called Avengers. So we got uh, Captain America, obviously, Iron Man, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Falcon, War Machine, Hawkeye, Black Panther, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Ant-Man, uh, Sharon Carter slash Agent 13, Spider-Man, Crossbones, uh, Thaddeus, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, Baron Zemo, um... A character that Martin Freeman is pro- is playing. Let's see, what else am I missing? Uh, I yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Black Panther. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> uh, any others I'm forgetting? No. Uh, I think that's it. I think Martin Freeman's character isn't like a huge role. I think he's just there as like a. Uh, is he's like a, a an assistant or something to Black Panther? Okay. I'm I'm cool with that. As he's, far as I know, that's what it seems like. I think he's gonna be in multiple movies though. Yeah, I think he's like a liaison kind of person, like kind of like Maria Hill. Okay. Um, and I, uh, no, I won't. I won't speculate on that because uh, I think I actually I that was confirmed for me by accident, so I won't go. There. It's not a huge spoiler, but I just won't say it. Um, All right. Okay, so that's that's the main crux of who's in it. And the premise of this movie. Let me make sure I read this, and it's not spoilery because it's. You know, they might have somebody might have added it after they saw it. Maybe uh, just keywords that I don't want to see. <laughs> All right. So it's one year after the Avengers Age of Ultron. There is mm-hmm. there's another in, international incident involving the Avengers resulting in collateral damage occurs, prompting politicians to form a system of accountability and a governing body to determine when to call in the team. When Steve Rogers attempts to protect his friend Bucky Barnes from this act, he is brought into conflict with Tony Stark. This results in the fracturing of the Avengers into two opposing factions. Uh, all of this while the world is threatened by a new enemy. Coming to theaters May 6th. Huzzah! 140, 147 minutes. All right, 
So that's and the pre- I'm off that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we all going to see it the, the initial night or? Totally. I'm going to try. Yeah, I will attempt to as well. I know the, the one screen I would go to at like a seven o'clock show is already sold out. So I can't do that one. I may have to go at like 2 a.m. if I want to see it the Thursday it comes out. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll have I'm to like, try and get like the night off or like the day off or night off on Friday to go see it. Yeah, I might have to wait till Friday or the weekend because well, I'm also seeing it on a Tuesday because here we have five dollar Tuesdays. So yeah, that's when my friends go see. Yeah. It. So all right, um, there's been tons of footage of this movie uh, all over TV and trailers and stuff like that. So I think if you are listening to this, you know what to expect from this movie already, <laughs> at least trailer wise, you've seen them all. Uh, it looks fantastic. Uh, but, yep. but yeah. what, what in particular are you guys looking forward to seeing? Like, what's the number one thing you can't wait to see in civil war, Matt, black Panther, <laughs> just the introduction of the character overall yep yeah yep and he looks good in all the trailers so yeah i i'm interested to see how he fold gets into the fold uh you know they've been teasing wakanda for a long time and yeah the costume looks fantastic yep all right justin uh i have two uh one is black panther and the second is um i don't like man i've talked about it a little bit but there's um there's pop figures and like all kinds of little figures running around of giant man. Yeah. And pop, when pop makes figures for movies, they're not just going to randomly pick something and just go with it, especially if it's something so random. Well, especially so if they're labeling that, it Captain America Civil War, like it's labeled. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious. So that's the other thing I'm curious about is if how they're going to pull off giant man. Yeah, that's that's a big deal because if one size ha- one side has Giant Man, that's I think that would kind of outweigh the other side. Well, it's well, it's Ant Man turning into Giant Man, right? So it's it's yeah. So I think he's going to play a huge role in like the outcome. I think I did get the I did watch one scene because it's it's Paul Rudd. I saw when they brought him to meet Captain America for the first time, and he like out freaks out. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic he's like he's like yeah. you you uh i don't know your name but you're, he's talking to scarlet witch i think he's like you I, you're great too like <laughs> he's hyping them all up big fan uh it's pretty great it's kind of what i expect a little bit out of spider-man yeah yeah probably which it's funny it's funny because as much as i'm excited to see spider-man i'm not that super excited i'm just like yeah okay spider-man Okay, so did you say what you're excited for then? You're, you're Giant Man, right? Right. Yes, but and Black Panther and Black Panther. Uh, for me, I you know I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan. In fact, he kind of bothers me. I know, I know. Send your hate mail to Dave. Uh, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm everything I hear is this is the Spider-Man we have all been waiting for. So which I I, I kind of liked Garfield Spider-Man in the first one. So. I'm psyched to see what this kid does as, you know, as the young Spider-Man that we've never really gotten. It'll be interesting to see how it gets turned out. Moreover, I think aside from the introduction of Spider-Man into the MCU, I'm excited to see Captain America punch Tony Stark repeatedly in the face. Yeah. Hooray. Just over, over and over and over. One thing I, 
I'll say about these movies by the Russo brothers. If you go back and watch Winter Soldier, there's so many subtle things in like this, the regular fist fights that you just may, might not get. Like there's a scene when Cap fights uh, Winter Soldier for the first time in the street, and he's got like this knife, and it the yeah. way he, the way he just like flips it around so nonchalantly, and they don't make a big deal about it like with their camera shots. Like it's amazingly well done. Oh, mm-hmm. so great! And now you have him and Cap fighting Tony, and you see that scene where they're fighting each other. That looks incredible. With the yep. sheet, with the shield bouncing back and forth, and I just can't wait to see what they do with everybody fighting. Now, that take that into account when you go to that hangar, the airport scene, and there's the teams running at each other. When you compare that to the shot in the book of the teams running towards each other, you know, all X Men animated series style, like the, the theme song, yeah. it's a little lackluster because there's like six on six, and it's like, ugh. and, and then the comic well, not only like that, but it's like with the way they have the camera angle for that, it's just mm-hmm. like. It's giant. It's, it's like a giant. You see like this huge thing, and then you just see like six little people running at each other. It's yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and I think they do that for what you're predicting, Justin. Yeah, I think because Probably. that that might be the moment we get the boom. That's when he kind of shocks everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, also, how can you not be excited for Ant Man on Hawkeye's arrow? Oh, it's gonna be so much fun, <laughs> right? It's something we've wanted. Since. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I don't care how corny that is. It's gonna be so cool, right? Right. It's like uh, on Arrow when he did the the boxing glove Arrow. Like it was, yeah. it was so stupid, but it was still fun. Uh, yeah. So okay. So those are, that's what we're looking forward to. I had one response on social, or two responses uh, on social media. One from uh, Daniel Fugit at DF two five zero six. He's excited for Spider-Man. So excited he's joining the Marvel movie universe. Can't wait to see what the new guys like. I agree. And then mm-hmm. on, on Facebook, our recent uh, giveaway winner, Kyle Krause. He, he won our Batman Dorbs doll. Nice. Uh, he's looking forward to seeing the movie and looking forward to seeing what exactly they're taking from the comic book series. Also excited to see Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Baron Zemo. Um, yeah, I want you guys, or at least Justin, because I know he's super psyched for him. Talk about Baron Zemo a little bit. What you think is going to happen? Um, basically, Baron Zemo was a. Uh, if I'm right, it's been a while, but Baron Zemo is pretty much kind of the same kind of person as Red Skull was. He used to work for Red Skull. Same kind of ideals. Um, runs Hydra, uh, and basically, he's just he's just a foul human being <laughs> with a german he's accent a terrible yeah he yeah very german uh usually it was always around like if red skull wasn't around he would always kind of pick it up where he left off um but yeah baron helmet zemo um nothing super amazing about him as a like power power wise because mm-hmm. he didn't ha- really have he's just super smart he he has a lot of training in hand-to-hand combat and a great marksman but never and like that nothing like ridiculously like s- super amazing about him. He's just a terrible, terrible person. Uh, I think he's mainly going to be. Oh, and by the way, he comes from a long line of Zemos, which there are 11 of them. Uh, like 11 different Zemos that kind of take on the Baron Zemo mantle. Uh, mantle. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But I think in this movie, because we haven't heard anything about him, I feel like he's going to play a lot into the 
role of like Red Skull because we have you have Crossbones, and we'll get into it later. But if everything plays out the way I think it's gonna play out, like Baron Zemo is just gonna be kind of like the behind the scenes character for setting up for whatever happens next in the Marvel universe. Yeah, there's no way his role is that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think like you said, he's kind of setting up for a bigger role. Later. Yeah, I think he's going to play. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be a bigger part for later on down the road. Yeah. Okay, so now where this is going to differ from the, the books. So we had this big catalyst event in the books where a bunch of innocent people died because of these these immature or, you know, younger heroes taking on this this group of villains in a like a you know a a, a, a civilian area so that yeah. that was the catalyst there in this everything we've seen in the movies is essentially the catalyst it's the attack on new york the dc attack from winter soldier and then what happened in sokovia in age of ultron are the big three things and then this whatever this is i think in the opening scene of this movie is yeah. like the, the straw that breaks the camel's back because we have the footage from the trailer where we see Thunderbolt Ross talking to everybody as they're sitting down showing the footage and Cap stops him when he sees you know Scarlet Witch upset of what's happened in Sokovia. And so that's the, them with the powwow there saying we need to do this this kind of registration act thing. Yeah, right. Well, I think yeah. like the like sort of familiar from I think also the biggest player for this is going to be winter soldier. Like he's going to be the main part of it. Cause I feel like he's going to play the role sort of, of, of speedball where it's like, because he goes into hiding and whatnot and comes and is found by captain. But at the same time, like I'm assuming that when he goes back to winter soldier, it's already after the meeting with yeah. Ross. Right. So, and I feel like they're going to follow him. Mm hmm. I feel so like, I think that's going to play for a huge role in it. Yeah, I kind of feel like Winter Soldier might be getting set up for a lot of these attacks that are in the movie. Yeah. Uh, maybe by Crossbones. And yeah. that's kind of what pits... Essentially, it's his relationship with Cap and that pits him against Tony. Because he becomes his target and Iron Man or Captain America isn't going to just let like his brother essentially just go. He's been searching for him since the end of winter soldier. Right. So, and then yeah. as we saw in the, the, the post credit scene on Ant-Man, he finally found him. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, where that, I'm sure we're going to see that scene again in civil war, but probably a little later in the middle of the movie or just for before, sure. Just, just before the second act, when they all come together to fight against Tony. Yeah. Uh, again, the the choreography. You did get to see a trailer where there was a cool little Avengers scene with the new Avengers, uh, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and Cap fighting. And you get to see Scarlet Witch float Cap in the air, do some cool stuff, and Falcon with the Falcon. Uh, the little oh, robot. I think it's the Red Wing. Red Wing, yeah. Little robot guy yeah. that does surveillance for him. Little drone. Pretty sweet. So they're bringing that into it. And then in the trailer you've seen a hundred times, there's a cool move that Falcon does on the roof where he has the wings out for a shield, wraps him up, does this little flip thing, little twisty kick thing, and pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, so yeah, fighting choreography always good in in the Cap movies. 
yeah. all, in all these movies, I should say. But uh, cool to see Thunderbolt Ross back. We we saw him aside from Hulk. We haven't seen anybody really from that movie. Well, he right. he was in Avengers. Oh, right. He was part of yeah part of the council. Right. Was it by name though? You don't see him. No, by you, no, he's like a shadowed figure right. when Nick Fury's talking to like the screen, just like the dude that's like, uh, or at least was or is still no, just he was a main villain on Agents of Shield right now. Right. Yeah, they brought him for Agents of Shield, so you got to see that. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is a little off topic, but I brought Agents of Shield. I'm I'm kind of happy Inhumans has been taken off their schedule. By the way, thank you, MCU. I'm It'll be back. Uh, They're not canceling well, it, Matt. <laughs> Matt and I are going to discuss that on our uh, okay. yeah. podcast. Later. All right. There you go. So that'll be out today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. There you go. Uh, so two weeks ago. <laughs> or a week, a week ago, I should say. We're <laughs> right. doing, doing some podcast time travel. Podcast time travel. Yeah. As we, we love to do around here and causes me great, great mental anguish. <laughs> um, okay. Other differences. Obviously, no Fantastic Four. No X-Men. Which, no. which really is fine. That's not a big deal. Yeah. However, yeah. we're going to get Spider-Man. Not in the same role, obviously. But... Yeah, no Iron Spider. Right. But in the book, Spider-Man does switch teams. Do you think that's going to happen here? I think he's going to fade off in this. I don't think he's going to play as a huge, prominent role. I feel like he's going to be there for a little bit, and then something traumatic is going to happen. And he's going to be like, listen... I gotta go. Like <laughs> I don't think I, that's yeah. all I think it's gonna be. Especially since Iron Man is supposed to be in his solo movie. Like I don't think his plot line is gonna be like resolved necessarily. Maybe yeah. I I, I kind of get the feeling that Iron Man might just pop in and out. Like it's uh here's some new tech. This might help you in this whatever fight you're doing. Um, okay, so Spider-Man's in the movie. We talked about that. So that's kind of going to be in in line with the comic book, but it's going to be a very different role. Again, the trailer makes it look like he's on Iron Man's side, but I get the feeling he might not be on anyone's side. He's just there. Yeah. Probably. Type of type of deal. So we'll we'll wait and see on that. But uh, what else? Uh, obviously, Black Panther is in this, but I don't see it being in the same role that it was in the books. This he's pulled in from the start instead of kind of hemming and hawing and waiting for something to catalyze him to be in it. He's he's in it and he's actually on the opposite side that he is in the comic books. Well, he's in the comic books. He's anti. Yeah. And this one, he's he's going after Winter Soldier and he's more on Iron Man side. Yeah, because there's that part in the trailer where he like he's not in uniform. Uh, T'Challa is at like a peace conference where he gets blown up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to be set up to frame Winter Soldier, and that's why he sides with uh, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I totally, th- yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So that's that's going to be likely very different. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. So what else? What else? Am I uh, obviously, we won't have the the young war. What is it? Young warriors or young? The the young the there's the young the young warriors the not yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, they, obviously they're not the catalyst anymore. It's everything we've seen in the movies, which is totally fine. Makes makes a lot of sense, actually. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Did we cover who's on whose side? No. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 we didn't. 
Well, not for the movie we didn't, no. For the comics we did. Right. Okay, so... Uh, I should have had this list because I'm going to forget. Okay, so Team team Cap is... Uh, let me see if I can find my notes here. Sorry. It's Falcon, Iron Man... Or, uh, Falcon, Hawkeye, Ant-Man... Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. And... and Vision. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. And no, Ant- Vision's on Iron Man's side. Ant Man. Oh yeah, because he fights. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Winter Scarlet. Soldier. It's Winter Soldier, Falcon, Hawkeye, Ant Man, Scarlet Witch, and Cap. Cap. And then yeah, Team Stark would be Black Widow, War Machine, Vision, and Black Panther. Vision kind of. Vision being in this movie is really weird because having Vision on your side kind of should end the entire thing yeah Yeah, it should end the entire thing pretty much automatically well that was that was the reason why the russo brothers didn't want thor and hulk in it yeah was because whoever has them basically wins so that's why right but this i feel the same way about vision (laughs) like well Well, i think that's that's like the setup for like because they're probably going to do the whole romance romance angle for vision and scarlet witch Oh, maybe. And she it looks like she's I, that's, doing so, some, that's, some pretty good damage to him in one of the trailers. Yeah. So I think that's where it's going. And especially because he's supposedly a child. Like, he's usually a child of Ultron in the comics. Yeah. Or whatever. So I feel like that's what, like, the main role that's going to be. And he's still, I guess, new to the... Well, I mean, he took on Ultron, so I wouldn't say... Nah, never mind. He's he's pretty, pretty well stabilized we, himself. Yeah. Uh okay so yeah there's the teams what if who if any do you think might not survive to see the Infinity War? Uh, I say Cap. Cap okay what's, what's I, I'm going with Cap. What's your theory behind it? Um well or like what's we your... were kind of discuss like we were sort of discussing like we have crossbones in the movie. And that there is definitely a scene where Crossbones and Cap fight, mm-hmm. um, re- whether it be in the beginning or in the end of it. I'm not sure where it kind of stands, um, but I feel like that, like I was saying earlier, I feel like the Bar- Baron Zemo is going to play more like the Red Skull kind of character and employ Crossbones to kill Cap. Because what I would like, well, I mean, this is totally me, and I have no idea if this is actually what's going to happen or not. Yeah, I like Cap to die, and then show up in Infinity Wars two through like the Tesseract or something like that. Like he gets brought back, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Like he's like like the first like the first uh, Infinity Wars where Thanos shows up and all that jazz or if he shows up in that one in the first or second and it's like everyone's like oh god what are we gonna do and then like cap shows up through like some weird magic thing because if especially if dr strange gets involved oh sure that's that's how where i all right matt theory anybody if anybody dies i just have this strange feeling that nobody does okay i just yeah, can't I don't see, know why. Can't see because, him pulling that trigger. No, I I can't. In, cause, just because so far, like Coulson was a quote unquote main character, but he was 
ancillary at the same time. Yeah. And then Quicksilver was also very ancillary. And those are the only two people in the Marvel Universe who have ever seemed to be... I mean, Captain America would be the choice, you know, just based on the books and everything. And maybe that's how it all comes to an end. But I just feel like they'll come to... Because there's a Baron Zemo in this person and it talks about all while a new threat endangers the world i just feel like they're gonna pull a uh a uh oh the world's in danger we all have to come back together and be friends again like i don't know not in like a negative way i just feel like that's what's gonna happen is there gonna be a moment in this movie where where tony and and cap resolve their issues because both of their parents have the same name totally (laughs) yes well, actually, no. They're gonna come together for the uh, because there's this. I know there's a scene in this movie where, Sher- where Sharon Carter dies. What? Like they have her funeral. Well, isn't that like there's a funeral scene? I thought they were but setting up that relationship. Not Sharon Carter, Agent Carter, oh, Peggy. Peggy, okay. sorry, my bad. I screwed up names. Okay, I was like, what? Uh, we're, yeah, <laughs> that's less. That's less yeah. of a. Oops. That's less of a shock. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, like they. I th- I feel like there's gonna be like a scene where where pay or Peggy Carter's death where they go to the funeral where Tony and uh, Tony and Cap are gonna be there together yeah. kind of deal. Um, I don't know if it's gonna help resolve, but I think it may help put it's either put in perspective because we still don't know exactly where in that where in the movie that happens. Sure. I just feel, I feel like, like Tony will ask. <laughs> oh. I just feel like Tony's going to ask Cap to go on for fondue, and they're just going to go have a good Probably. time. Fondue, fondue, no more. Okay. All right. Remember uh, from Captain America: First Avenger, yeah. he invites Peggy to he go to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fondue, he goes yeah. Peggy for fondue. Yeah. I thought you were referencing the the, the final scene in the First Avengers movie. When no, they, no, when they go get, no. The uh, shawarma. Shawarma. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's going to be the end of Captain America Civil War 2 where like they resolve their difference in Iron Man's Tony's going to be like, want to go to shawarma? <laughs> Just like the old days? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm into that. Let's do that. All right. Uh, for, for me, I'm with the Captain America deal. I see if you do some deep theory researching on trailers, you know how we do our trailer parking episodes and there's a lot of YouTube channels that do that. They slow things down and they try to read lips and you could get anything you want out of lip reading. So there's a scene when Bucky's fighting uh, Tony alone. And he said, Steve is dead is what they say. People say, or cap is dead. One of the two, you can see his lips saying it. Yeah. Uh, but that could be anything. And oh, yeah, totally. there's another scene in that same area. I think I'm trying to remember the, the scene, but where you can see winter soldiers arm is ripped off. Like he's missing his his mechanical uh, arm. Huh. So I think we're gonna get some some pretty cool fight scenes. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Fun. I can't remember who, but their theory was that Winter Soldier dies. I don't see that. Probably I don't see not. That happening. Sebastian Stan has like the biggest contract out of all of them right now. I think. Right. Yeah. And he's only been in like two. Probably, or three. probably because he has the lesser of the, the deals. I would imagine he's not the biggest star. So No, no. He just has the contract for the... Not that that necessarily means anything. They could no. just buy him out of those obligations. But right now, his contract is like for nine movies, and he's only been in, what, three or four? 
Yeah, and they can, I think yeah they can use those as like smoke screens a lot of the times too. Just that's to, true to throw yeah. people off. Like yeah. yeah, he's got this big picture deal, and we'll still pay you most of it if in case we decide to kill you. But you know that kind of thing. Uh, or I don't know legalese, so they right. there's there, probably yeah, ways there's around reasons. it. Yeah, they can get out of it. Yeah. Or, so yeah. So okay, so yeah, there's the cap theory because that would pull in line with the comic books and again of course nobody is actually dead in any comic book or comic book movie except for ben parker and the waynes uh, mm. and, and there's even alternate realities where that's not true anymore right yep. so keep that in mind when one of your favorite although i do believe quicksilver is dead in the mars the mcu i don't think they're gonna yes, go they're he's gonna, definitely dead they're not gonna bring him back unless it's a different character good but you know we've already seen like you said uh, Coulson come back. So there's always ways around it. And Nick Fury. <laughs> Fury. That yeah. was, I loved that moment. Cause I went in yeah. spoiler free and I'm like, Oh man, they did it. They killed him off. And Oh, Nope. I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Well, that's what they, that's what makes it so well. What was such a good movie was even when they did kill him, like I, in the back of my head, like they're not really going to do it. Are they really doing this? Oh God, they really did it. <laughs> they did it. And I remember yeah. seeing that that car chase scene or most of it like on Kimmel or something before it came out. And I'm like, oh, man, that was a great or it was probably after an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I remember freaking out because it was so well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just again, Rooster Brothers are back for this one. Rooster Brothers will be back for the two Avengers Infinity Wars movies. So that's exciting. A little sad because I'm a, I'm a Whedon fan and it's disappointing. He didn't get to do everything he wanted to do with Age of Ultron. And it ended up being yeah. kind of as disappointing as it was to some people. Um, I didn't mind. I didn't either, but I understand people's grievances with it. Oh yeah, totally. So, all right, but this is all the things that we thought. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to add? Um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we, co- team we covered Cap all the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Is everybody Team Cap? Yep. I figured yep. it's hard not to be, to be honest. Uh, well, don't... especially because of some of the, I mean, if you, at the sheer level of what it's about, I was actually talking about this with a, one of my comic subscribers the other day. At the sheer base, it's understandable what they were trying to, what Tony wanted to accomplish. Uh, the bet, the, what was wrong was every way he went about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony's not necessarily wrong. He's just doing it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hard for him to become or to become sympathetic for that guy in this because of yeah. the way it's handled, especially since Sokovia is essentially his fault. Yes. So it's like, oh, now you're all high and mighty. <laughs> and yeah, it's tough. talking about disappointments with Age of Ultron. My disappointment was how he just walked away at the end of Age of Ultron, like, and well... everyone was like, "Oh, bye, we're gonna miss you, Tony." <laughs> right. Yeah. You right. just created a world-ending robot, but we'll but miss you. <laughs> but it's okay because look, new Avengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll shield you from all of that because look, new people in costumes. Oh, geez, yes. it was funny. Uh, yeah. At, anyway, but it was cool. I liked Age of Ultron for what it was. You got some cool moments with with you know the the hammer and Vision picking it up, and some funny, even subtle, funny moments with with yeah. Vision. two mo- two yeah. funny moments with Vision. Uh, you know, mentioning that he hates Tony the most. It's, it's... I just, yeah, I just, I like that this movie might have 
finally some repercussions for Tony. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So again, that's what we thought. Hit us up at Atomic Geekdom. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the movie. If you think we're way off with some of our theories, uh, you guys can also hit the two broke geeks up on Twitter. You guys are at. We're at two BG pod. And like we were talking about, they just released an episode. Uh, you're doing weeklies now, pretty much every Monday, I think. Yep. So you can, yeah. find, you can find them at atomicgeekdom.com or on iTunes. And uh, we think Stitcher. I don't think so. <laughs> right. actually, I never heard back twice. I submitted to be on there and I never heard back from them. So, so they may or may not or eventually be <laughs> on uh, Twitter or Stitcher. Excuse me. They are on Twitter. Um, but I'm going to get me on that Google Play thing. As I look right now, I see two broke geeks on Stitcher. Oh, good. Is it just those same two episodes that were there from before we moved have, to Atomic Geekdom, or is it all right. of them? Yeah, it's just Chapter 24 in which our heroes go to lunch is the last one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was, but yeah. it's, got, it's got everything before that. Yeah, we were on there before we moved to Atomic Geekdom. Oh, and then because it's we a new, yeah, it's a new RSS feed. That's why. Right, but I've resubmitted it now. Oh, okay. Wonderful. This is fascinating for people who don't yeah. know how podcasting works. Right. <laughs> That's enough of this. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Atomic Geekdom is on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us there. Please subscribe to Two Broke Geeks on iTunes. If you do your podcasting there, that would be fantastic. Leave a review of those guys if you would be so kind. Um, I am still waiting for an official word, but we will or may already be currently running a contest or giveaway for some Game of Thrones swag. So, so head to atomicgeekdom.com for the details on that. Or again, follow us on Twitter to do so. That'll probably be an entry to get into the contest. So you want to be following us at Atomic Geekdom, uh, and you're going to want to win this stuff because, uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm not, I'm not overselling it. It's stuff I would buy. I'm not even a Game of Thrones fan, and I fan I was looking at it like sweet. Yeah, it goes in line. I don't again t- podcasting time traveling. It goes in line with I, I bought this Jon Snow statue, and it's pretty sweet. So you know, put your mind frame into that, and and, and multiply it times three. <laughs> sweet. So st- stay tuned for that if it hasn't already been announced, or uh, enter now because it might almost be over. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but I want to hype it up because it's so awesome. Uh, all right, guys, that's that's our podcast this week. Go back and listen to last week's episode where we interviewed an awesome director that is doing some crowdfunding. So you're going to want to listen to that. And next week we talk to the director of the movie Coherence. So definitely going to want to listen to that one because that was a lot of fun. And he talks passionately about that project. And it's a super cool movie. So, uh, Justin, has there been any word on when anybody could check out your movie that you were in? Nope. Okay. So it's still on Xfinity. If you can, if you have Xfinity, it's only on Xfinity uh, on demand. It's called Dug Up, and I'm currently looking for more projects. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you need a Moon Knight, Justin is available. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Marvel, get on that. <laughs> Let the, real quick before we leave, uh, we know your character. What 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 Marvel hero would you want to be, Matt? Me? Oh, uh, you mean one that isn't already in yeah. like. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, it's a tough question. Well, I have no idea. One, a, a hero that isn't already going. Yeah. How about? I'll say cloak. Cloak isn't that a black dude? 
He's black. Oh yeah, he is. Darn it. <laughs> well, well, whitewashing is a big thing in Hollywood these days. I'll be yeah. the Scarlet Spider. Since we already have a Spider-Man, I'll be uh, I'll be oh. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. All right. Uh, what about you, Dave? Man, I knew it was coming back around on me. I didn't and didn't prepare at all. Uh, I uh, I'd want to be some X Man. Uh, so I, that doesn't count because we're doing MCU. Well, it could count. I mean, it's technically Marvel and whatnot. And I don't know. I you know Gambit would be my first one because I love Gambit, but I, I can never do a Cajun accent, so that that's out immediately. Oh boy, sucks. I don't know. I a bad guy. Let's let's pick a bad guy. <laughs> uh, Carnage. Ooh, nice. I could be homicidally homicidal. I'll be crazy. I can't speak, so I'll, I'll, I'll use small words for now. <laughs> so yeah, all right, and yeah, hit us up on Twitter at Tomakeetum. Let us know what act or what 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 Marvel character would you want to play if you could get cast in a Marvel movie. And if Marvel's listening, and it you know if you are, I I can't believe it myself. But if you are listening, Justin's available. To pick That's up. true. I'm always available. You can find me on Twitter at j j m pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> He would, he would love to be Moon Knight in one of your Netflix series. I will Netflix and Marvel. <laughs> all right, there you go. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week. Ah. Uh-huh.